Hello. Back in the 1980s, our brethren in Ghana had a vision to expand the ministry there, to do a two-handed approach of meeting the spiritual needs and to meet the physical needs. So they came up with um, an idea to open up a, a medical clinic. And to understand how important that is, you need to understand how the medical facilities are in Ghana. They are available, and there are some good medical clinics and some big medical teaching schools, but it's only available to the rich. If you um, have a child that is gasping for breath, is blue, is blue, excuse me, and is, is um, <laughs> not able to breathe, <laughs> and go rushing to, the, um, to a medical facility, unless you have money to pay up front, that child will not be cared for. And that has happened, and people have had horrible experiences with that. And so, um, our clinic, our brethren there wanted to provide medical care to everyone, regardless of their ability to pay. And Ghana is a poor country. They don't have people that are able to afford medical care. So they opened up a clinic. It's a very simple clinic, but it's open 24 hours a day. They have a doctor on staff full time. They have nurses, lab technicians. They have a labor and delivery facility. They have child care. And um, they do minor little surgical procedures there. And it has blossomed into a very needy and well-utilized facility. Then they opened up with it an eye clinic where um, they dispense used eyeglasses to people. And the word got out, and people from surrounding community, communities from miles around have come to our facility to receive eyeglasses. It may be their only chance to have any type of eye care because that's all they can afford. And so um, this facility is now highly utilized and is a prominent part of the community and has been recognized by the leadership in the Ghana government that has, they have shown outstanding humanitarian efforts in our country, in the country over there. But now the bad news, um, the landlord of the clinic facilities has died and in one, one year after his death, his will is to be read, and our brethren are anticipating that the will may put the facilities in the hands of his very large family. He has more than one wife, had more than one wife, and they're anticipating that they may lose the clinic facilities. And so Claudia and I, who Ghana is very near and dear to our hearts, we were really distressed to hear about this, and would like to put out a plea. Um, the people there would like to perhaps maybe even build a new facility if we could get, raise some money together. And they're looking for $215,000. It's a lot of money, but certainly um, that wouldn't provide a facility here in this country. Our money would go a lot further over there. $215,000 to buy something or to build something new or perhaps to even purchase the property that they are using right now. But we're wondering if God has something even better in store for them. The property that they have has been adequate. They have been able to utilize it. But the plumbing facilities are less than adequate. And um, it's a two-story building. So if you go in and see the doctor on the main floor and he sends you up to the lab on the second floor, if you're handicapped, if you're aged, if you're a mother with young children, it's a hard thing to get up there. Plus, the hospital is in a different building than the main clinic where the doctor and the nurses are. So if you're in labor over there, there is no way of monitoring that lady. There is no way of communicating back and forth. You have to utilize family members to run back and forth. It's just not ideal. 
So is God having something better in store for these people? We're looking for 358 people who would be willing to pledge $50 a month for one year. That's all it would take, one year. Are you willing to be a healthcare provider in Ghana? Are you willing to partner with them? Or would you rather just give a one-time donation or maybe $20 a month, whatever. We're looking for some volunteers. I have in the corner some pamphlets and flyers. If you would like to take one to look at it, there's some pictures back there. If you're interested, um, there's a commitment card on the bottom. Please send it into the foundation. The address is on there and everything. Pray about it and see what the Lord would have for you. Thank you very much. Sign me up, Carol. If I ever go into business, and I won't anymore, uh, I'm going to hire her for my sales manager. <laughs> His name is Marcelo Ambriz, A-M-B-R-I-Z, and I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but it's close. A dear brother from Takati, a ministering brother in Takati, beloved by his church like I believe uh, not many ministering brothers are loved. Uh, a father of two children, uh, having a lovely wife, uh, could have had probably the most luxurious home of anyone in the Takati church because Marcelo had the best job of any brother in the church as an electrical uh, engineer for a sizable company. The Lord laid it upon that brother's heart to leave all of those things and go down about 800 miles to Sonora, San Jose, Mexico, to live in primitive, uh, a mud hut with a dirt floor, because he believed the Lord had called him to preach the gospel to those people. So outstanding was his testimony at work from his boss who, uh, to, to, to the, those who labored with him that the boss dedicated an entire uh, program at their Christmas party to have this young man, brother, explain what in the world would cause someone who had such a golden opportunity to forsake it all and go somewhere and live with the poor. Um, I had the privilege of being again in the Takati congregation when Brother Horacio Roldan and Brother Jose Cervantes uh, consecrated this couple to that work as we laid hands on them and, and prayed and sent them away. The church almost didn't let him go. They, they, they physically restrained him in that meeting, and yet they know that he was called to go. Uh, this work has now been ongoing for about 18 months, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, there have been uh, baptisms there already. They have a flock of about between 40 and 50 people who are coming to hear the gospel. Uh, they have been supported uh, to this point, but they need more help. I, I wrote uh, Brother uh, Jose a note and said, look, uh, tell us, how, what do they really need? Uh, he said they need more because they, they have to feed these people. And so I'm making a plea that some of you would find it in your heart to put something in one of these envelopes uh, for this work in Sonora, San Jose. 
Uh, if any of you have ever wondered uh, if, if this is a good work or a right work, I would ask you to go in, uh, and, and visit the church in Takati, from which this brother hails, and you will have no qualms about the thoroughness, about the completeness of the conversions they expect and the holy living that should ensue from that. And I have every reason to believe that that is so in Sonora, San Jose, as well. Um, brother uh, Mark Igich was down uh, and worked with the brothers in the last testimonies they had. And I don't know if he didn't put it in the messenger, he should have, but he, he emailed some of us, uh, talked about the one brother that was baptized who came from a very large family. Uh, and in that family were something like two and three nuns, his sisters uh, in the flesh, and two priests. So you can imagine what it took for this man to turn his uh, eyes toward Jesus and his back on family. So uh, pray for them. They're asking for that most of all. But if you can find it in your heart to, to help sustain them as they grow, uh, I'm uh, making a pitch for San Jose, Sonora. I'm not calling for Carol. I'm <laughs> How many of you already know something about CLN? Raise your hand. So it wouldn't make a lot of sense for me to tell you a lot of detail about it. You probably know something about it already. Uh, my, uh, I think I'd like to take a little bit of a different tact to tell how I became personally involved uh, because I think that's the, uh, really the key uh, to becoming involved in support of mission work is to also become personally involved in some way. And uh, the, the personal involvement really became, began very gradually over a, a long period of time. Sister Mary Gibson, who is the, director, the current director of CLM, uh, was not converted terribly long in our church in Woodcliffe Lake when she felt the call to go to the mission field and specifically to, at that time, the girls' orphanage. And it was with reluctance and support that we did let her go. Uh, and she, as I said, has been down there for 20 years. Uh, and we had been in, in contact with her, and she came back and made her visits. But the real, my personal involvement really became more acute as a result of Brother Joe Kurtz and Brother Werner Weinhardt. Uh, they were, were there about three years ago, a little more than three years ago, and the report that they brought back was not the usual nice picture of the children and of the, of the staff and so forth, but pictures of wiring that was faulty. Uh, dangerous, crumbling areas of the building, things that, that, that touched our hearts as, this place is unsafe and these are our children, and we need to feel a sense of responsibility for that. And so when he uh, persuaded me to go back down with him the next time that he was going two years ago, uh, it was really direct involvement when we as a work team went down to do some, some of the construction uh, on the building, uh, a small part of it, because in two weeks you can't do a whole lot. But the decision was made to take one wing of the building, tear it down, build a new one, which would be better, and then reconstruct the entire rest of the facility that would also make it match. And eventually, Brother Werner's going to show a picture and talk about that a little bit also. Uh, the, this past spring, a second work team went down again, and um, I 
was thinking prior to my going that there, after having made a visit there to the uh, school, the local school two years ago, that I think that maybe some of the talents that I have in uh, working with school teachers might be more beneficial than my working as an assistant uh, in construction because these hands are extremely limited in that area. And so I had uh, a, a, a um, some, some of the material that I had been working with a, a consulting company translated into Portuguese uh, from a kindergarten through fourth grade teachers uh, and uh, enlisted some help from people who uh, would be able to uh, have this instruction become meaningful and had arranged for a three-day in-service project with the teachers of the local school where our kids go. And it was, I tell people, it was one of the most satisfying professional experiences that I ever made and uh, was certainly an, an outreach to have the teachers think differently, not only about instruction, but also about the children that they were instructing and ours in particular. Uh, we were also there as part of the dedication of the building, which you now see. What a difference from the pictures that we had seen earlier. Uh, the facility is now safe. Uh, it is reasonably comfortable. I say reasonably because it's more than comfortable to, for Brazilian standards. We would find it uncomfortable. There's no heat there, and it get, does get close to freezing, etc. cetera. Um, our current effort is to have a focus upon the ongoing training of our young people, uh, and we are having a specific focus on the young men in areas such as plumbing, um, on electrical work, on um, uh, woodworking, uh, and auto mechanics. And uh, the program that we now have in place should help to prepare them with what we would consider at least minimum basic skills in these areas. Hopefully it'll stimulate their thinking to go beyond that. And Brother Arnold is going to be doing some talking, uh, have a whole forum on uh, CLM Plus and continuing education and so forth. I don't want to steal his thunder, but I want to put a little plug in for it so that people will be stimulated to attend. The current cost of running CLM is about $50,000 a year. They have been able to uh, through the generous donations, been able to do that, but I'm hoping that now that the construction com project is complete, that people will 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 forget it. They, they may forget about this and lose their their awareness of the ongoing need to continue to support this. Uh, these are our children, and not just Woodcliffe Lakes, but our whole fellowships, and we have a a, a personal. Uh, stake in, in their future lives. And I'm going to ask Brother Warner if he would add a few things, because he was there most recently. I did return from CLM, my fourth visit there about a month ago, and was really encouraged by the building that you saw and the facilities that they have there now. It is a real blessing, and I do want to share with you the personal greetings from Sister Mary to all of the campers. She asked me to do that, to extend uh, greetings and wishing us a very blessed week here, and also just to share their appreciation and their thanks for the support that was given, the donations that were made to make the facilities what they are right now. And it really is a blessing for them, the workers that are there, especially for the children as well, to know that they have the kind of facilities that they, they do have now. 
just briefly want to share maybe a couple highlights. So there are numerous workers. Sister Victoria has um, been there for a number of years as a full-time worker, together with uh, other Brazilians. And uh, just like to share a few thoughts that um, some of these workers and some of the children have shared regarding their appreciation of short-termers coming. A short-termer can be anybody that goes for five days like I did um, just a, a month ago to a month or two or even longer. Um, Victoria uh, writes and says, I enjoy the social time we have when short-termers come. Normally this is not a part of our busy routine and I appreciate the quality and quantity of work that short-termers can do. Alex is uh, one of the Brazilians that works there. Louise and Aninha and their family also are full-time um, at the home and working there. Louise writes and says, I enjoy getting to know new people and making new friends, and I learn from short-termers. Some of the children's comments about this is, I enjoy learning from short-termers and making new friends and teaching them Portuguese. This is something that uh, is a need at the home that Sister Mary expressed, and I'd like to just pass that on to you, that they very, very much appreciate people that can come down, get a sense of what is happening there, help uh, with various things that they sometimes don't get around to, or simply don't even know how to do. And just to have that encouragement um, really opens up uh, people's eyes when they are aware of what's happening there. Um, Rogério and Vivian are also full-time Brazilian workers at the home. Rogério writes, short-termers do the things that we don't know how to do or don't have time to. Um, one of the, the girls, uh, Vera, writes, I enjoy learning from short-termers life experiences. And she is one of the girls, um, one of numerous adolescents that um, have converted. And it's been a real blessing, I believe, at CLM that many of the young people are involved in the church, they've given their lives to the Lord, and uh, CLM has now seen the need to help these young people integrate into the Brazilian society and is assisting them, and part of that is through CLM Plus. And I'd like to ask Brother Arnold just to share a minute or two about that. As Werner pointed out, um, there are some of the, some of the kids who uh, uh, who are of course becoming of age and uh, graduating from high school and and uh, they want to go on to college and of course Mary being the wonderful mother that she is uh, goes with them to the city of Curitiba where they go to college and helps them uh, find a place to live and, and helps them uh, with their spiritual needs as well uh, in that they uh, she helps them um, get together for for um, Bible study and so on. And um, however, these students have no money. And uh, just like our boys and, and girls as they uh, are ready for the, um, go, to go to college, they, they, they need to help uh, with, with the funds for that. And so that um, we're, we're hoping that uh, we get some funds to help these uh, young people. Uh, it's called CLM Plus and uh, it goes beyond the CLM. Thank you, Brother Arnold. 
Also like to add that uh, Sister Darlene and her, her husband, Brother Fernando, extended special greetings to all of you. They do work at the home as well as Brother Fernando is the pastor of the local church that uh, everyone at the home attends, our church there. And um, they uh, also have uh, particular needs. The church is in the process of uh, adding to their facility and um, making it more adequate for their needs and uh, she did ask me to share with you just a couple needs that they have one is that there would be sufficient funds to put some of the finishing touches on this building project um, just uh, they are reaching out into the community and need a facility that is adequate for that as well as some personal needs their home is um, just on the same property as the church relatively small at some point for the size of their family they have two children now um, would like to be able to add on to that as well just some small needs as far as uh, even something as simple as a laptop computer of which there's lots of them floating around here, really is a benefit uh, you know, to help them as well. She also did uh, indicate to me, um, didn't necessarily ask me to share this with you, but I'm going to, that the financial support that they receive um, has dropped off in the last year, and uh, they live off of what is given to them. They don't have any regular support. The Full-time workers at the home are supported through the funds that are sent to CLM, and uh, Sister Mary also indicated that uh, you know what the Brazilian workers receive there is sufficient for their daily needs. It does not allow for emergencies, those little extras, just things that uh, many of us take for granted at being able to afford. Just uh, like to conclude by saying that what you're seeing here is actually um, off of the CLM website, which I encourage you to visit. Um, the address is there. Uh, a lot of information the ch children about the children, the home, the mission, as well as uh, the prayer letters are being posted there on a regular basis. And those of you that may not be getting the prayer letter, um, you can get that. Um, by contacting Sister Mary's sister, if I can get here quickly, um, uh, at this uh, email address here and request it. And weekly you would receive the prayer letter, which uh, right now is including pictures as well of the children, and just giving you a day-to-day, week-by-week um, information about what's going on. It's a wonderful way to, to stay in contact um, with them and know what's going on and to be able to pray for them very specifically because she does list specific prayer requests that they have on an ongoing basis. So just encourage you to visit the website, um, get the prayer letter, be involved in whatever way you can, supporting them in prayer and also financially as you have done in the past. Thank you. Uh, CanaanLandMinistries.org. Good morning. You know, I'm from Argentina. I speak English, but I, I speak better in Spanish. So I speak in Spanish and she goes and translates for me. Estamos muy contentos de estar con todos ustedes en este campamento. Especialmente yo, este es eh, mi primer viaje después de 13 años que visito a los Estados Unidos. Especialmente yo, este es la primera vez en 13 años que he estado en los Estados Unidos. 
No porque no quise, sino porque no pude venir antes. Not because I didn't want to, but because I couldn't come before now. Mirando, el, escuchando los informes y mirando las diapositivas. Uh, looking at the slides, the, the presentation, hearing the other missionary presentations. Me hace alabar al Señor y ver que Él está obrando en todo el mundo. Me hace acordar también al mandamiento de los discípulos que vayan y prediquen el Evangelio a toda criatura. Y pensaba que nosotros todos los que estamos aquí somos el resultado de la obra misionera. Especialmente por los 12 misioneros que empezaron a predicar el Evangelio al principio. Por la gracia del Señor hemos sido salvos nosotros. By the grace of God, we have been saved. Y por la gracia de Dios también le estamos sirviendo allá hace 25 años en Argentina. Hemos estado 25 años en la misma región ayudando a establecer y a desarrollar varias iglesias. We've been in the same area for 25 years uh, helping to, uh, to develop and to plant churches. Muchas veces pensé tendría que irme lejos a otro país. Sometimes I think well I should go far away to another country. Pero el Señor hasta hoy nos ha mantenido ahí. But to the present day the Lord has said you stay here. Eh, quiero, quiero solamente darle un breve informe de la iglesia donde estamos actualmente. And we want to give you a little um, a little bit of information about the church where we are working right now. Comenzamos hace 13 años movidos por el Espíritu en un pueblo pequeño de 10.000 habitantes. The Lord moved us to a small town where there's 10,000 population uh, 13 years ago. Eh, no había nada establecido, comenzamos de nada. There's nothing established, we began from zero. Haciendo contacto, nuestra, nuestra forma es hacer contacto personal, dar testimonio personal. And our uh, tactic is no hicimos ni masivo ni, ni fuimos casa por casa especialmente casa por casa porque es un trabajo que los testigos Jehová hacen constantemente y la gente está harta no quiere así que nosotros comenzamos Así, haciendo reuniones en nuestra casa, primero con los niños. So, we started this way, in our own home, we had, we built our home, we had a garage built, especially for that. So, we started out working with children with Sunday school, 13 years ago. Entonces, también teníamos then, una cancha de volei, invitamos a los jóvenes a que vengan a jugar a volei también. And we invited young people to come to play volleyball, because we had a volleyball and a, and a soccer field behind our home, that we had, especially for, to get young people to come. Y así comenzamos, eh, y comenzamos a tener primeras conversiones. So we started to have our first fruits of conversions. Eh, y estuvimos durante 10 años reunidos en el garage. And for 10 years we were gathering in our garage. No porque nos gustaba. Not because we liked it. Pero no teníamos <laughs> otra forma. But we didn't have anywhere else. Pero por la gracia de Dios. But by the grace of God. Y por las ofrendas de muchos de ustedes. And because of many of your offerings. Nosotros hace tres años ya hemos dedicado en la iglesia. We dedicated our church building two and a half years ago. Eh, y desde ese momento entonces tenemos muchísimas más actividades que antes no podíamos tener. And from that moment on, our work has been doubled. We have uh, a lot of more activities, a lot more people coming, a lot more things to attend to. 
Eh, nuestro, nuestro sistema es cuando alguien conoce a Cristo, tenemos un proceso de discipulado. We work with a system that um, our system of work is to when a person comes to know the Lord, we have personal discipleship classes with that person. Eh, inmediatamente le damos un curso también de doctrina y de evangelismo. We give him at the same time a, a course on evangelism and a course on doctrine. Eh, nuestros jóvenes y nuestros eh, creyentes son enseñados desde el principio a que tienen que ser misioneros. We teach our people right from the beginning that they have to be missionaries. Quizás no para ir a otros lugares. Maybe not to go to other places. Aunque tenemos un hermano que ya está sirviendo en otros lugares. Although we do have one brother that's serving in other, other cities. Pero como una, un llamamiento eh, general que, que Dios les hace a todos, les, les enseñamos eso al principio. Pero en el beginning we teach them uh, a general um, call to service that the Lord calls each one of us to serve. Eso es lo que también eh, la Biblia nos enseña, ¿verdad? And this is what the Bible also teaches us. Eh, estamos, eh, hace un año atrás, eh, yo comencé a sentir la, una necesidad tremenda eh, ya sea que nos quedemos toda la vida o que nos vayamos de que eh, la iglesia pueda funcionar sola a year ago I had a tremendous burden to prepare our church to get along by itself without our help eh, if we stay there or if we move on somewhere else we want to prepare the church to posiblemente continue. eso me vino cuando yo estuve bastante enfermo this, might, uh, this happened when I was uh, quite sick a year ago entonces yo pensaba si yo me muero ¿cómo sigue la iglesia ahora? and I thought well if I die how is the church going to carry on? Así que no sé si me voy a morir o, o si voy a seguir, pero eh, sí, eso lo tuvimos muy claro, así que estamos en, en la etapa de, de preparación para dejar la iglesia. So now we're in a, in a stage of preparation uh, in the event that we leave the church. You know, there could be a death, there could be a, a, a the Lord would call us somewhere else. In, and even if we stay there, just to know that the church can get along. La iglesia ya tiene sus líderes de jóvenes, tiene sus maestros de escuelita, eh, tiene sus las reuniones están organizadas. The church has, uh, we have uh, established Sunday school teachers that we prepare, uh, also youth leaders, um, the regular services, everything can get along without us for a month, we think. <laughs> We're gone three weeks so far. Y eh, estamos preparando de entre la juventud, de entre el grupo de jóvenes, un grupo que llamamos el grupo dinámico. In, within the youth, We are preparing a special group, which we call the dynamic group, that we want to uh, get involved more in evangelization and church work. Y we prepare a lot of our, our own material, in fact, almost all of it. Um, we have a computer and we, the Norton Church donated us a, a photocopy machine, so we, we do a lot of work on that line, preparing our own material, teaching material. Así que queremos eh, agradecerles a todos ustedes, hermanos, por el interés que han tenido siempre en la obra de Argentina también. We want to thank you all for the interest you've had and we felt you always were backing us up with the work there in Argentina. Y muchas gracias por, por el apoyo que nos han dado en todo sentido hasta el día de hoy. And thank you so much for all the help you've given us in every area so far. Y tenemos que darnos cuenta de que somos todos parte del mismo cuerpo. We must realize that we're all part of the same body que estamos sirviendo al mismo Señor, eh, predicando el mismo Evangelio por gracia. The same of grace. Y qué lindo que cuando el Señor venga, entonces podamos reunirnos en su presencia. Y 
gozarnos con todas las almas salvadas y donde todos podremos ser coronados y premiados and, no van a ser más premiados los que estuvieron eh, en, el, en, en el campo de batalla como los que estuvieron sirviendo a los caídos, a los enfermos y los que estuvieron llevando los alimentos, etcétera. Y los animo, hermanos, a que eh, siempre tengan el, la, la visión de la salvación, de la salvación de las almas. And I'd like to encourage you to uh, keep in mind the salvation of souls. And this morning when the men's choir sang Saved by Grace, A Sinner Saved by Grace, how the song was, uh, I closed my eyes and I saw all of our people that have been converted. They were just marching down my mind. And I thought, well, that's what it's really all about. You know, and you're part of it and we're part of it. And we're all working together on the same team so that there can be many more souls and sinners saved by grace. Que Dios les bendiga. No sabemos nosotros cuál es nuestro futuro. May God bless you. We don't know what our future is. Posiblemente estemos en Argentina todavía algunos años. We may stay in Argentina a few more years. Quizás no. Maybe not. Estamos abiertos a la voluntad del Señor. We're open to do God's will. Que Dios les bendiga y muchas gracias. God bless you and thank you. We have these green things. I put them on there when a lot of you were up, uh, sitting down already. We have um, a little bulletin. We're trying to, we're going to start getting out every two months. On the back is our email address if you want to keep in touch. And uh, so feel free to grab one of these when you go out.